Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this daily podcast, which is primarily about music and creative culture in London. And this is the part where I talk about my next live shows, and I have two this month. The first is Tuesday, 17th of September at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. That is Saddest Night Out Live number four, my monthly showcase where I put some of the talent that I found on this podcast on a stage in front of the adoring masses. Those adoring masses will hopefully be you lovely folk who are listening to this podcast. And on that stage at this next show, there will be myself with a full band for the first time, as loads of Japanese bands, as well as Lou and Chris Gabriel. That's Tuesday, 17th of September, at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street. And my next show after that is Sunday, 22nd of September, at Paper Dress Vintage in Hackney. And I will be playing in support of Ammonite, the new album from Its Own Animal. There will be music from Juliet and Nanette, Myself again with a full band, fingers crossed, as loads of Japanese bands, Delilah Black and, of course, its own animal. That's Sunday, 22nd of September at Paper Dress Vintage in Hackney. Both shows are free entry. Go to facebook.com forward slash saddest night out for more details. And if you are in any way able to come down and show some support, I would really appreciate it. I very much see these next shows as a jumping point for everything I want to do in the future. So the more of you that can come down and check it out, the better it will be. Thank you very much. On to today's episode. So I recorded two interviews at the King's Head open mic last night, 6th of September, Friday. The first was with Richard and Marie Webb-Stevens. Go to the previous episode, number 218, to listen to that. That one was planned beforehand. This one was not. This performer was just so good, I couldn't bear to let them leave without recording this. I am speaking to Zoja. If you don't know the name, when, not if, when you know the name, you can say that you heard it here first. He is a 19-year-old singer-songwriter. He currently lives in Seattle, Washington, originally hails from checking my notes, very professional, Augusta, Georgia. He's here with his mum, and by the way, he says mum so fantastically. He was an outstanding performer last night. He's only in London for a week, which is why I felt all the more compelled to record this chat with him. And on this chat, we find out exactly who Zoja is. I came to last night's open mic not even knowing the name. I left and I am certain I will not forget it. And I'm sure after you listen to this chat, you'll feel the same way. This is me talking to Zoja with a special guest appearance from his mom, Gloria. Enjoy this chat, and I'll catch up with you afterwards. I'm in the king's head. The night is over. I'm here with someone who, don't tell the other performers, but is hands down the star of tonight's show. Would you kindly introduce yourself to the listeners? Oh, hello. I'm Zoja. Uh, I come from Seattle, Washington. Uh, I'm a singer-songwriter, and I'm a genre bender. Nicely put. That sounded rehearsed. I'm a genre bender. So, how long are you in London for? I'm only here for a week, so today is September 6th. Yes. So, I'll be leaving September 12th. Your maths is better than mine. 
I hope I hope that my math is better than yours. I've been out of school for a little bit, so <laughs> I lost all the knowledge. <laughs> so before you came to London, how long have you been pursuing? When did you start pursuing music? When did I start pursuing music? Uh, I want to say all my life, but um, specifically my junior year, um, I told my mom I was like, I don't want to go to college. I would have been a third generation college graduate. Um, so I had a whole bunch of people lined up before me. Yeah, you're bucking um, the trend. Yes, and um, I was like, I don't want to do it. I want to focus on music. And uh, I was crying. Uh, I'm going to tell the people that, yes, I was crying. Wow, so um, you were serious. Yeah, I was very serious about it. And um, I, she was like, you know what? As long as you have a plan, I will back you up. And um, we're going to do this. And you have to be serious about it. And um, I'm very serious. I can be a child sometimes. Uh, like going to the wrong king's head but <laughs> there's me- you didn't know bless your heart it's your first time in London you didn't know there's more than one king's head can you head. tell her that please Gloria there's more than one king's head <laughs> in London as, <laughs> as <in> now- <laughs> so because your mum was telling me at age 13 you started writing yes so is that when you first decided to take this seriously or was that just as a passing interest and um, later on uh, when I started writing at 13 it was kind of a form of therapy uh, just because I, don't, I had severe depression growing up and um, I always thought that maybe if I write something down I can get it out even though it was still there yeah. you know deep down but um, I guess from that point I did take it seriously I just didn't know um, so I would write songs every single day so were you singing at that age as well? Yes, I was actually singing ever since I was like a baby. Or not a baby, like four. So four. I guess family was into music then? Yes, family was into music. So my dad um, was trying to be a musician. He rapped. Uh, and then my brother played bass. My mom played violin. Uh, and then I ended up playing... I initially played piano, and then we moved to my grandmother's house, which was a smaller house, and um, by that time I would have been on a grand piano, and we didn't have room for it, so um, she asked my godfather for a little bit of cash to buy a new instrument, and she bought me a guitar, and I started playing when I was nine, and uh, from then on, I've just been playing. Your songs are incredible. I just have to get that out of it. Just, 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 make, just state that fact. <laughs> Glad I got that off my chest. Who are you thinking of influence-wise when you first start? Because it sounds like when you started writing, it was just for you, like to get your emotions out there, therapeutic. Actually, it's very strange. I am a huge Ed Sheeran fan. Uh, So his first album actually got me to start songwriting. So it came out 2011. Uh So, yeah, I was 12. So actually, I started writing when I was 12. Um, I wasn't serious about writing until I was 13. Um, and uh, yeah, every time I sing, especially here, being in the UK, growing up, people will call me the Blackhead Sharon. And uh, wow. uh, sorry, I forgot your friend's name, Andrew. Oh, Andrew, yes, Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. Uh, he was even like, "You are the Blackhead Sharon." I was like, "Yeah." Everybody calls me that. That that's <laughs> that's my go-to nickname, the Blackhead Sharon. And um, so to 12 you start writing 13 you start taking it seriously how old are you when you tell your mom to your parents that you don't want to go to college you want to do this 17 and what does taking it seriously mean so now that they got behind you and said okay instead of college we'll pursue music what's the first step what what do you have in mind um so my biggest dream is really to become a songwriter um i 
though everyone says that I have a great performance, you know, great uh, aura, as they say, when I'm on stage, I absolutely love writing songs, and that is really the biggest thing. So when I told my mom that I wanted to go into music, sorry, the beer is getting into my throat. Um, welcome to London. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> um, when I started. Um, writing and told my mom that I wanted to do that in my head yeah it was like I want to be like the biggest person in the world like you know everybody knows Drake yeah yeah but I'm not trying to be Drake I'm trying to be Ed Sheeran I'm trying to be like John Mayer I'm trying to be like Mac Miller writing songs to where it evokes emotion to where people feel it and they can compare it to their own lives and if I can write a song for somebody else and it makes the top ten. That'll be great. But as long as that people, as long as people feel what I felt at the time when I was writing it, that's the biggest success that I can ever have. And you mentioned when you were on stage that you had a mentor in uh, Nashville, was it? Yes. So what was that about? Have you been there for writing sessions uh, or something? Actually, um, so my mentor, um, he's been my mentor since I was twelve. So he actually helped me. Right. Okay. Uh, and uh, he would always proofread and see all the things. So when I started writing at the age of 13, my first song was about drinking, drinking alcohol and smoking weed, which was very funny because one, weed isn't legal in Georgia, and secondly, I was 13 writing about something I did not know. Um, but I ended up going to Nashville when I was 18, I think. Yeah, 18, and. Um, Recorded an EP there, uh, and it's actually coming out hopefully this week. So the week of ninth, so like next Friday. Next Friday, hopefully next oh, Friday. So thirteenth. Uh, thirteenth, yes, Friday the thirteenth. Oh, touch word, touch word. Oh uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Friday we're the thirteenth, the yes. debut EP comes out. Mm -hmm. So it's called Genesis, and um, the reason why I named it Genesis is because those are older songs, so songs I wrote when I was fourteen. And um, if you check out my Spotify, I'm going to plug myself. Absolutely, uh, yes. Zozer, Z O S E R. Um, two songs are already on there called Miss Valentine and Hurricane. And Miss Valentine I wrote when I was 14 about a girl that had no interest in me. Oh, but I compared it. There. Yeah, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. I compared it, compared the love to drugs and um, made sure that it was written properly. And those songs that are on Genesis, those, that's Zoe, as I call it. So Zoe is my nickname. That was Baby Zoe. That was the kid. Now Zozier is grown up. He has Hometown Hero, Hell's Kitchen. Um, I'm something, a bunch of other songs that is, that's different, whereas it's an older version of me saying what I'm going through now rather than what I went through before. So um, Genesis is coming out hopefully next Friday. And, um, so really Genesis excited. is made up of songs from way back. Yes. The songs that you're writing now, like Hometown Hero that you performed tonight, yeah. do you have in mind when you want to put those out? You know, honestly, everybody asked that question. Um, tonight, somebody actually... Uh, was looking up my name on Spotify, but they didn't look up my name. They looked up Hometown Hero. And I felt so bad just because I was like, I have not recorded it yet. Though I've had this song for like almost a year. I've never recorded it. 
Um, so I don't know when Hometown Hero is going to be recorded, but you're on pace, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I'm part of a nonprofit uh, back in Seattle uh, called Totem Star, and they provide free recording, free mentorships, and hopefully I'll record it there um, just to make sure that everybody knows that I'm the Hometown Hero. Yeah. What's the name of that nonprofit? Um, Totem Star. Totem Star. Yes. I'll put a link to that in the episode as well. Thank you. You've had a mentor since you were 12. How did that happen? Very crazy. Um, actually, he met my mom. His name's Joe Stevenson. Uh, he met my mom at a coffee shop randomly that was around the corner of my grandmother's house because our grandmother's house is way too loud. So my mom was working on her small business and uh, she was just typing on her computer and then her computer died. And then she was like, hey, could you uh, lend me a charger? And he was like, sure. And then they ended up talking and uh, she was like, hey, this is my son. He actually does music because he's a promoter. And um, he was like, wow, this kid is gifted. Like, I would love to work with him. And that's how the mentorship started. Oh, yeah. The stars really aligned for that one then. Oh, yes. It was really... I have to say, like, it, I was blessed to have a mentor and a mom that randomly met each other at the same time that could help me out with uh, what I really wanted to do. Absolutely. Speaking of a blessed mother, she happens to be in the room with us. I'm going to sidle up to her now, Gloria. When your son tells you he wants to focus on music, what makes you decide to let him do that? What was convincing about his argument? Because he practices his craft, mm-hmm. you know, and has always practiced his craft. So when we were living in Georgia, every other Saturday, he would go to the farmer's market and play, even at 14. So from like 14 to... Get over here, man. You played 14 years old. You're playing six hours a day at the farmer's market. Uh, Yeah, on a Saturday because it was only open on Saturday. So, like, I randomly run into people. And so I knew a young lady who was very, um, very much aligned with promoting the arts in the town that we were in and she was like you know i have this booth he can come he can come and sing you know um just so that he can have something to do and so then that just became something that he did um he was also involved with the hundred black men um that's a national organization that's a mentorship for young black men in america and um, they would find opportunities for him to play so he represented them on the national level how old are you yeah, in Miami when he was like 15. So when he came to me, it was, you know, after all of these things that, you know, he's out there, he's hustling, he's writing, um, he's taking any opportunity that is given to him. So how could I say no to that? Yeah. You know? I, I'm speechless at all that you've been through. When did you move from Georgia to Seattle then? Three years ago. 2016? Yeah, 2016. Now, Seattle, I think most people associate Seattle with grunge, 90s rock, Nirvana, etc. Georgia versus Seattle, as far as your music is concerned. Has one been more supported than the other? Has one had more opportunity than the other? Seattle. Seattle. Definitely Seattle. Um, Though sometimes I cannot like Seattle, I love it because they really do push the arts and they... The music, yeah, they embrace them and the music there, they really, it doesn't matter what you play. Honestly, you could be the worst person at an open mic. (laughs) 
but they'll support you and then give you a round of applause because they know that this person really is trying and that they're trying to make something that one matters to them but hopefully can matter to other people so um seattle has done a lot for me uh and i grew up in augusta georgia so wasn't that big but it's the hometown of james brown so uh, that's why hometown hero is called hometown hero i want to they actually have a small statue of him in um the augusta yeah commons the commons so if you ever go to the commons Go to the Augusta Commons. Um, and uh, it's a very small statue. So um, and one of the lines in Hometown Heroes, uh, trying to get a statue, trying to get them to build a statue of me. Whereas um, I want to replace James Brown and not replace him out of history, but, um, you, know, you know, be the new person that brings happiness to this town that is literally black and white. And um, people aren't really open there. And uh, I want to prove something to all the kids that I grew up with that. Though you may have said that, yeah, you're good, but you really think you're going to be great? (laughs) Uh, I think I have the chance to. And um, Seattle really helped me out with that. Um, I've been part of a whole bunch of programs, uh, like More Music at the More, um, Sound Off, uh, Songwriters Lab, um, just to improve my musicality if that's a word um and without seattle i don't think i would have ever gotten this far i don't even think that without seattle we wouldn't even be here in the uk so um shout out seattle yeah shout out seattle definitely so you've been through a lot and it sounds like your head is in a really good place the ambition is there the talent is definitely there Where's the best place for people to find you online to keep eye on what you're doing next? Uh, Zosier Official. Z-O-S-E-R Official. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Official. Um, at dot com, everything is Zosier Official. Zosier uh, Official. So all social media and stuff. And I'm primarily on Instagram. Um, and my website looks awesome. So... <laughs> If I say so myself, of course. Um, so if you know if you want to check it out, go ahead and uh, you'll see a couple of performances on there and um, a whole bunch of songs. Yeah. Zosha, Gloria, thank you. Of all the pubs in all the towns in all the world, you happen to walk into mine, and I feel blessed that you did. Thank you both so much for joining me tonight. I hope you have an easier journey getting home than you did coming to this place. But yeah, if I get to see you again, I'll be that much more lucky for it. Thank you both so much. Thank you. And that was that. Thank you so much, Zoja and Gloria, for coming to our open mic and for letting me find out your story and share it on my humble little podcast. And also, apologies for saying Zoja wrong. I think at the very end there I said Zosha, and I'm slapping myself on the hand there. How dare I? Zoja is the artist. He arrived a bit late, and as he explained, I think he kind of explained at the start of this chat, he was searching for the King's Head pub, not realising there was more than one King's Head pub in London. And if that isn't the most adorable thing ever, then I don't know what. And in the background, when I said to his mum, there's more than one King's Head pub, what she said backwards, I sent him the address, though, so you might not have heard that. He came, he saw, he conquered. He was phenomenal. I think his second song, if I'm not mistaken, was Hometown Hero, which he mentioned in this conversation. I drummed along with him, as I am wont to do, 
and we ended that song so in sync. And then afterwards, he told me he made up that ending. We were just riding that wave together. And oh my goodness, it was so much fun. And there's a lot to unpack in this conversation. Started writing at 12, got a writing mentor at 12, started writing seriously at 13, started playing guitar from nine, told his parents that music was his path forward at 17. And now at 19, he's across the pond. I am sure he said he's here for seven or so days, leaving, I think, on Thursday. And I had to tell him we've got an open mic night every night while you are here. It's looking likely that he might make an an appearance at as many of those as he possibly can. And I just can't wait to hear from my other hosts and the other people that attend the open mics when they realise just how phenomenal he is. And such a a very level-headed, very heartfelt, very sincere person as well. I cannot question his conviction and his mum's belief in his conviction as well because he's got the credentials to back it all up he he's got it right there at the tip of his tongue all that he's been through every opportunity that he has seized in pursuit of what he wants to achieve Ed Sheeran I mean personally I've never been the biggest fan of Ed Sheeran but I think when it comes to him it goes beyond personal taste of whether you do or don't like his music his impact is undeniable his talent and his work ethic is undeniable and that influence is very noticeable in Zoja as well and he's the type Zoja's the type of person where you honestly feel you just just keep going because the success in your pursuit feels inevitable. You have all of the tools in your tool belt needed to get there. And now we all can just get a front row seat at zojaofficial.com and watch it unfold. I cannot stress enough how fun last night's open mic night was, just in general, but particularly Zoja's performance because it was near the end. I think he was our last performer before we had a couple more songs from some of our earlier performers, and then I had to pack up. I left, normally I aim to leave about 11. I left, I think, maybe 20 to midnight because I stayed so much longer talking to people and whilst trying to pack up. And then I interviewed Zoja and his mum, Gloria, while before I finished packing up and while their taxi was on the way. It, I just, I couldn't miss this opportunity. Thank you from the bottom of my heart to Zoja and Gloria for talking to me for this episode. He mentioned a lot of different projects that he has taken part in, and I will put links to as many of those as I can in the notes for this episode. But the one you need to know the most is ZojaOfficial.com. That is where you will find out all you need to know about Zoja going forward, as well as at Zoja official on Instagram and Zoja Z O S E R or Z O S E R on Spotify to check out those releases. Whew, you know what? I know exactly what you need to do, listener, right now. And that's one, be sure to come to my shows coming up this month, the Tuesday, 17th of September at Road Trip and the Workshop on Old Street, and Sunday, 22nd of September at Paper Dress Vintage in Hackney. Two, go to facebook.com forward slash Saturday's Night Out to click the little thumb or the tick or whatever symbol it is that says, yes, I'm going. 
But three, and perhaps most importantly, so maybe this should be number one, go back and listen to this episode again because it's just so good. You've got to drink it in all over again. Thank you. I, I, I personally will be thanking again Zoja and Gloria for talking to me and for coming down last night. And thank you all very much for listening to this episode. You can find me online, Saddest Night Out, on all social media. Feel free to reach out to me, saddestnightout at gmail.com. And this podcast is available on all on all good podcast platforms. I'll leave it at that. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Take care.